Hi everyone, welcome back to an all new episode of 512FM. I am your host, Clarissa Nicole, as you may know, and today's episode is going to be so much fun because I have my friend Christina of the Social Butterfly Gal back on the show. She was on the second episode, my first guest, so it's great to have her back, and we're going to be chatting about everything social media, of course, and just a couple of other things like some truths and lies and things about our business. It's going to be a great episode. She just wrapped up her conference, Hustle and Socialize, which is geared toward women uh, local to the San Antonio area, but of course anybody can go and I plan on making my mark. She is doing great things, big things. It's so exciting to talk to her. If you have questions about what's going on with Instagram, not so much that she has the answer because only the people at Instagram have those answers, but definitely somebody to listen to about just kind of the the headaches that we go through. Plus, we talk about the new trailer for Cats and... (laughs) It's just a really great episode, so I'm so excited to have her on, and here we go. Uh, How's your week been? Week has been going great. Um, I've been on a lot of podcasts this week. It's been, like, I I love when there's, like, a flood of, like, can you be on my podcast? It makes it so fun because I get to talk to, like, different people, which is I love. Um, And it's going good. I mean, it's just um, really, it's crazy how time is just like passing and how we're almost in August. And I'm in this weird, not slow phase, but it's like two weeks of slow and then it's about to get even crazier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like once the the conference was over, we kind of had like a little mini like break. And then within like a week or two, we were already like talking to like for 2020 you know and then like even with me work is starting to pick up again which I love like I love it I love it but it it just feels like wow the year's almost over so weird (laughs) it is I was I was thinking about that because I was looking at the calendar and I was like is it really almost the end of July like it's but you know and I totally understand those slow periods too but like I'm trying to do everything that I want to do and get it kind of uh, packaged and, you know, kind of set, have like some type of system in place so that when things start picking up again, because it's about to, like you, like you were saying, then it can be like, okay, I don't have to go, oh, I wish I could have done that because it's already done. Right. Um, yeah. I'm actually sort of in the middle of um, kind of like contracting out photo and video for my uh, brand. Yeah. So I'm in a phase where, and I'm in this like growth period where I am definitely determining what my, my own, I guess, hires are going to be with my team mm-hmm. and like figuring out what a team looks like and like, yeah. is that something that I really want and can afford? And so I made the first step, uh, I mean, I made the first step like a year ago just with finances, like mm-hmm. getting a CPA and, you know, like getting a financial advisor, but like I'm actually now making the very first second step I guess to contract photo and video for SBG not my clients but just like my brand yeah 
I'm so excited for that because I've been working with a photographer that's actually doing Hustle and Socialize too. So I love it because it's kind of like the two brands in one where I, I, I can rely on her to do my brand and Hustles and kind of feel yeah. very cohesive with it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Because like having multiple like brands, it's, it's like, okay, how can I blend this part of this brand into my content and still make it like SVG, but it's not SVG. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm starting to work. We have our first photo shoot in uh, August 1st. Oh, so fine. I'm so excited. And then just like thinking about like getting an assistant in 2020, I, I think I need that. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I think so. I don't know what that's going to look like, but I'm, I'm taking like third quarter and fourth quarter to like think about what would I want my assistant to do on my brand? Not because I, I was telling somebody how my clients like they want me to work on their brand they don't want like an intern or assistant because then it kind of defeats the purpose of hiring me it's like well if we're gonna get your intern we could have gotten an intern ourselves you know right right like well maybe an assistant to to do like tedious tasks like scheduling social media and answering emails when i don't have time to answer emails you know yeah Especially like, it's like, okay, we know how to work on other people's brands, but it's like, we haven't taken the time to work on our own yet. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So like I was in second quarter was like crazy for me because I was in the middle of like two big projects that I jumped from one project to the next. Mm -hmm. And I realized like within that whole three months, which was a whole quarter, I didn't really focus on my brand. And so after the second project was done, I kind of just like sat back and was like, Oh wait, I, I have to like market myself. Like I have to get back to blogging and creating content and videos and like selling because those two projects really did take a lot of my time. Yeah. You kind of forget like, wait, your brand is like a client too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I have to like take care of it, but I'm so busy taking care of other people. And it's that like airplane mask metaphor, but it's like, but, but the other person is actually paying my bills. (laughs) So like, no, sorry, I can't do your branding because I need to take care of mine first. Like that's not, and and so now I guess I'm, I'm getting an idea because like these two projects I'm going to still have within the next like four years, like these two projects are long-term projects that I know it's going to be very consistent to where this is the same schedule for next year, same schedule for 2021. And so that's why I'm like, okay, well, if I know that in, in Q2, I'm going to be really, really busy. So let's find a way to like build some systems and get like things in order an assistant to like help me alleviate those pains when I'm in the thick of my clients and my projects. And when I really have to like devote time to nothing but them. Yeah. But Um, it's, Spoken like a true businesswoman. <laughs> I, I hope so. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, I'm running around like chaotic today. Right. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> Before we jump in, I've started doing kind of this like somewhat lighthearted portion of the podcast where I like talk about current events and stuff. Okay. I fully believe that like pop culture and current events really do impact like how we brand ourselves, right? Uh-huh. So I don't want to get I like my last podcast was just like, yes, the world sucks. So I don't want to do anything political because oh, my you. God. No, thank no, no, you. no. <laughs> <laughs> like where do we even begin? No, no, no. Like it's just like it's just a lot. But 
I do want to talk about one of the things that I think we've all agreed on on the internet, and that's, have you seen the new Cats trailer? I have. What are I, your thoughts? <laughs> the first thought was, what am I watching? The second thought was, what am I watching? And the third was just like, what am I watching? <laughs> I really didn't know what I was watching. I didn't know how, how to feel, you know, because, like, I'm a cat, like, cat lovers, right? Right, right. <laughs> And this is a legendary um, production. Yeah. Like, this is, like, we all grew up with this. I mean, Cats was, like, I, I never, unfortunately, I never got to see it on Broadway. Never got to, it never came to, like, we never had the Broadway. Like, in the Valley, we never had that. Now they're starting to do it, but mm -hmm. when I was a kid, we didn't have that. So I only knew of it from, like, watching pop culture, watching television, watching the awards, right? Like, the right. Tonys and everything. And so, like, I, I always get nervous when, like, these when they either redo films or they make these they remake the films like mm -hmm. I always get really nervous because I'm like oh this is a legendary thing um I'm not really a fan of Taylor Swift <laughs> listen that's a so, whole separate topic and so, I used to be a fan of her so like that's all so for cool. me like I think I was more excited to see Jennifer Hudson. Like yeah. when, I heard, when she was singing, I was like, wow. And then even uh, James Gordon, like mm -hmm. I started laughing because his character just kind of looks uh, very interesting. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I, I like that. Like, okay. Um, but I'm just like, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I don't know. I'm don't not. Know. <laughs> it, it, it just looks weird. It's I'm just like, what is this? Yeah, it looks very. Sorry, I'm adjusting my little selfie light. Nice. Ooh. Yeah, it just because it's the window. It's hot, so I don't want to be like right by the window, but it's kind of darker over here. Anyway, um, no. So I saw it because some people had posted about it on Facebook, like it was the behind the scenes of them talking about it, and so I was like, oh, uh, maybe. Even though you know, I, it was yeah. more Jennifer Hudson, and there's. Right. The, like Dame Judy, I can't think of her name. Yes, yeah. yeah she's in it, and Ann McKellar. So there's like really great, talented people in there. Enough for me to be like, okay, I don't like like two people in the movie for like just like not my taste type of thing. So right. I ignore that. And then I saw the trailer, and I was like, whoever wrote the book of Revelations wrote this movie. <laughs> It is the same kind of acid trip. Like it was, I was terrified. I'm like, oh I, I will, and I don't watch it because I don't, I don't like clowns. I don't like clowns yeah. because of it. I was like, I will go watch it. The Tim Curry version. Like Pete, Pete like keeps tagging me in all of these. I guess like they came out with like that new trailer too, or like a poster or something. And I'm like, I'm not going to watch this. I don't, Clowns freak me out. Like, why are you tagging me in these things? They're so weird. But I would rather watch it than watch the... Like, I was just like, what is this trailer? And then, like, when you look at their responses, it's definitely a WTF. They're, they're people, people are so confused. They're, like, freaked out. What like, what is going on? So, <laughs> I mean, I personally... I don't know what... I mean, I guess I did expect it for it to be this kind of, like, iconic you know, release where everybody would be so excited, you know, for the holiday season. And I, so, which makes me think they're trying to gun for like awards. Cause that's when they usually release those movies. Right. But according to the trailer, I mean, according to the reactions of the trailer, 
it's not giving like the, like the Lion King, which comes out today, right? So like, I, know, so give, I am too. It's not giving those feels. It's not giving yeah. the feels of like, oh my God, I can't wait. I'm going to be here. But I don't think it'll completely, I don't think it'll bomb in terms of like, I think it, I think because Swifties are so dedicated, they will go to support their queen, quote unquote. Right, right. So, like they'll go for that. And there are people who will go like, you've got other people that'll go, but I don't think it'll be like this box office smash. Yeah, me too. Which see it. in turn will kind of be like, it bombs, but it didn't, it's not going to really bomb. It'll make its money. It'll will, be fine, it's but it's gonna be not gonna interesting happen. to see like the critic reviews once it's out. Like yeah. I want to, I want to see that. I want to see like what that, what, what they have to say about it. Yeah, because I mean, like I said, the trailer, the reactions to the trailer are like, what is this? What did I just watch? Like there are people on Facebook. I posted about it on my Facebook. Um, there are people that are like, but it's cats, and I'm like, yeah, but like this is not. It, this is, it's not it's freaking me out because it's like an avatar cat yes yes and I'm i didn't so see avatar i don't want to see avatar i have no interest in avatar i'm sure I, it's a great movie i tried forever. i tried and i couldn't <laughs> get into it i could not get into it i don't know what it's about <laughs> it's kind of trippy it's, it's so uh, see trippy. no i've already i shut the book on revelations that's as trippy as i ever want to go <laughs> is weird like I, I mean religious or not for anyone listening like revelations is weird like someone did a hit of something and was like I got it and they like wrote the stuff out and I'm like oh my god I love it was, that was one other than that there's, there's that and like the book of judges which I was telling yeah. my other friend about which is crazy and I hear uh -huh. Game of Thrones compares to yes the book of judges so yes. I'm like what the what hell, the hell? <laughs> Yes. Oh my but god. Like, I got through that, but like, like, and I went to Baylor, so I had to like, you know, I had to take Bible classes and stuff. But right. like, Revelations is where I was like, nope, this is this is this is too much. Close, <laughs> close the book. <laughs> and I had the message version, which is like the literal translation of the Bible. Uh huh. Which is great, but like, a couple of books need to be poetic. A couple right. of those books need to be the King James version, Song of Solomon. I don't need to hear blatantly what that meant. I like the poetic. Don't. <laughs> I don't need to hear that. That read like a rap, like a current rap song. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. Someone get on that now. <laughs> the rap version. And then Revelations in the message version is like, I was like, this, is a, this is a lot. I don't, I don't like this. <laughs> so, sorry. It'll be interesting to like, see it or like want to see it again I want to wait until the critics like what they have to say and then if I if I feel like there's nothing to do that day then we'll go see it <laughs> yeah I mean I'm sure I can find something because I have Hulu and Vanderpump Rules is always on Hulu yeah so. <laughs> binge that if fish comes to shove I will I will watch it again I'm trying to get my friends and my therapist to watch Vanderpump Rules because my friend's going back to school to be a therapist. Oh wow! To get them to watch it so that we can judge from like a more professional psychological point of view. Ooh, I love that. Oh yeah, that's. Yes. Just, I mean, I, you know, I can go on and on and. <laughs> <about that. laughs> love. 
So that's that. That's the pop. I can't think of anything else that's happened except for Lil Nas is coming out with another Old Town Road and maybe Dolly Parton's going to Parton? be out. I know. I saw the tweet. That's going to be... I can't wait for that, if I that's, that's true. I, yeah. I, he's, he's, he's single-handedly, him and Beyonce are single-handedly saving 2019. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> like, his last version that came out had, you remember the little yodeling kid? From yes. Mother? Yes. Oh my gosh. He's on, that. About that. He's on the like latest one and it's good. Like mm-hmm. it's what made me like the song. And I'm like, okay, little Mason. All right. Like, I see you. I see you. He's, he's adorable. But yeah, no, I, Lil Nas is hilarious. He's like 19, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's pretty young, but yeah. Congratulations for single-handedly savings 2019. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> What a year. What a year. It's not even over. Oh, oh my God. I know. It's not even August yet. And it's hot. Like we're both in Texas. Like it's. It is hot. I was actually telling my parents that the other day. I was like, I don't know. It just feels like, because we've had like a weird summer of thunderstorms. I know like in Dallas, y'all had like tornado warnings and stuff. And like here in San Antonio, we had the same kind of concept where it would be thunderstorming like almost every Sunday. Like every Sunday, it's like a weird thunderstorm, super weird, but it's like super hot. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of, I'm not ready for summer to be over, but my, like, I I just want it a little cooler, just a little cooler. Not, I don't want it to be cold, cold, just like spring. Spring weather is like my favorite weather. I like, yeah, I like spring when it's not like tornado season, but. Right, right. (laughs) But so I was reading our forecast and we're supposed to be in like the 80s. Like, I wonder what it's going to be like here. It needs to, it needs to get cooler because it's just so hot. It is. It's gross. My poor plants. I'm like, I'll water you more often. I'm sorry. (laughs) I have some great tomatoes growing and it's, you know, they're doing fine and stuff, but I'm like, I gotta, I gotta give you some, I usually do it like once a week or like twice a week, but like kind of middle and end or whatever, but I've been doing Mm -hmm. it every other day because the heat index, that's what kills it. It's like yeah. the heat index, it feels like 106. Why? Why? Yeah, <laughs> I noticed that a couple, I think it was like last week, I noticed that too. I was walking outside and like you could feel it. Like it was just like a sticky hot. And so when I checked the weather app, it was like, feels like 105. And it's like, what? Like, yeah. That's not, not good at all. <laughs> yeah. Like what do you, what am I supposed to do with this? This is yeah. disgusting. <sighs> but you know. I guess we just have to deal because we are in Texas and we are whatever. Okay. Also, because I know we talked about this on our like via DMs and stuff on Instagram. The hell is going on with these Instagram algorithms? What is what is happening? (laughs) Why? So have you noticed like a drop in your like likes, engagement? Absolutely. Right. So I thought, okay, so like for me personally, I um in the beginning of the year, I like on my brand, not my clients, but just me personally, I was wanting to switch up my aesthetics on my feed. And I was going more of like a light and airy style, very like bright and bubbly. But I started looking at other photographers and started really liking like warmer tones, I guess. Like, Mm -hmm. I just feel like, and my photographer that I'm working with, she also said like, light and airy is great, but I don't want it to be like a thing of the nineties where like, it's so nostalgic and vintage. And then like, that's not the trend anymore. And so we kind of like started transitioning my content. And so I thought that 
it was my audience not re- like not really liking the fact that I went from like a bright and airy style to a little bit more darker tones. Mm-hmm. So like I would freak out about posting because I finally got into a groove where I was scheduling and like I had everything planned out and I love that because there are, because I do social for other people I don't have time. Like I need to get yeah. my content out boom boom. And then I just like started noticing that a lot of my posts that usually get great engagement were not getting any little to none. Yeah. And I was freaking out. I was like, why? And then I read, you know, that Instagram has had the drop in engagement that more and more people are like seeing their likes go down, seeing like them, their reach goes down. I mean, for real, like I would usually average like a reach of 3000. Yeah. And, have like over you know close to 200 likes and now I'm barely reaching like 900 I'm barely like getting to the point where my posts are between like 75 and 95 there's a couple of posts that do get like over 100 likes but it takes like a full week to like for the algorithm to like get back to that normal thing so I am freaking out, not just for me, but because of my clients, because I have one client who we do zero ads, like it is all organic and they are an established brand that doesn't need to put ads. Mm -hmm. But now I'm feeling like, oh, great. I'm going to have to talk to them about putting ads. Yeah. And that freaks me out because like budget, budget, budget. They don't have a budget card card out for ads. They have a budget to hire me and like for me to do all my things, but mm-hmm. they never thought about actually what it would look like if they have to have an ad. And yeah. so I'm starting to think like, how am I going to go about that in the future when it does become more of you need to pay? Um, Cause I feel like that's the direction that Instagram is wanting to go into. Yeah. Which is, which is, very annoying and I, I mean I get it look Instagram is a business and businesses yeah. are using Instagram and it's it's you you can only do so much free without losing money but right. and we're talking Instagram who's owned by Facebook like right. they have millions of people signing on to their platforms and using their using their platform every day so it's not like it's not I, I don't know it makes I'm trying to understand the business side of it on Instagram's end, but like for me, I don't have a lot of followers, but I do use the hashtags for the reach and the engagement. Right. If they don't follow or whatever, but you know, my post that, you know, I was climbing into like averaging about 150, like I have 800 followers about. That's a good ratio though for what you have and what you were getting. Right. And so that's why I never really bothered about like the whole like, oh, I don't have a lot of followers because I really do focus on engagement. And I still think, you know, I think we both agree that it's something that we both know is important. It's more important than getting likes. Right. right? But like if I'm using hashtags and I'm trying to plan this strategy, like my last post got like 13. Oh my God. And I'm like, oh, wait a second. And then some people are kind of, I don't, I don't know what's going on. And, and it's also weird too, because in my business, people are wanting content creation for social media, which makes sense. Like they want right. social media. And then they're like, they're like, so then how do I manage this? Can you manage this for me? So like my business is kind of oddly shifting into that as well. And I'm like, okay, <clears throat> excuse me. 
I have all the strategy and stuff because I've used it and I've, you know, been paying attention and everything else. And I go through HubSpot's like training programs and keep right. up to date, you know, just like everyone else. And then it's like, but then this last kind of like few weeks, it's just been like, oh, okay. Um, yes. So, and I did read a couple of articles. So like that was a drop in engagement. Now Instagram is testing what, what it would look like if they removed the likes from the posts and they rolled it out in Canada, Australia, they're going to be doing it in Italy and a couple of other countries. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I'm sort of excited about it, but then I'm also wondering how that's going to look like, because I do feel that it will force more people to comment mm -hmm. because they can't, they can't just like, they're not going to see how many likes they have. Like true engagement is going to start counting on comments. At least that's what I'm hoping it does. Yeah. Because, like, it's so easy to just, like, scroll and like, scroll and mm -hmm. like. But, like, what are we actually getting from it? But at the same time, I do feel that it's, it could cause people to, like, purchase more uh, bots. Because it's, like, oh, people won't know how many likes I'm getting. And then if they're an influencer, yeah. they're on the back end, they are going to have to prove, like, how many likes. And so I feel like because no one will know, it's going to be easier to, like, I like yeah um, a friend of mine who I follow who is a another social media strategist she said her friend in Canada um they rolled it out over there and she said that she didn't even notice a difference that in the like the first day that they rolled it out she did like at first feel like a little like oh my god what's happening but it forced her to like just post instead of mm -hmm. like really thinking about like oh my god this post didn't get because I'm like that too like especially okay. on clients I'm like damn it this post didn't get x amount of likes I'm just gonna go ahead and archive it or delete it mm -hmm. right because I don't want anyone to see that like this post got like 93 when this other post has gotten like 700 because right. I've had that with certain posts for specific clients and she was saying that it forced her to like really comment and like now she just posts without even thinking like, oh, this is going to be a bad post. Right. So I see the, like I see it, but yeah. I'm just like, what does this mean as a mark from a marketing perspective and a right. marketing perspective? Right. Because I was also thinking too, like vanity reasons, like I'm fine with it because then I won't be like, oh, nobody is really seeing this. I don't care, blah, blah, blah. Right. right. But then... I was thinking, okay, if I'm creating content for and in, in developing brands across like all the channels, because that's right. what you should do, you have stuff for, I say print, but like things that you can hand out to people. And then you have your web, your web stuff and your social media. If, how do you know from a marketing perspective, how that piece is doing? And then is it doing well because, or not doing well because of the content itself? Or is it not doing well because Instagram did something? And you know, it's, it's I mean, yes, post just a post, but again, from the marketing, the marketer's point of view, it's like, okay, well now I don't know how to measure if this is good or not. Right. And also like having to explain to clients who are not in this industry who like don't even know what is going on. Like I have to give all my clients analytic reports for each month and I sit down with them and I go like piece by piece. Right. Mm -hmm. And so trying to explain to a client that doesn't know, Oh yeah. Instagram's taking away likes. Like they have no idea. So yeah. then I'm like, don't think it's like my like, it's not my work. It's Instagram because we don't own 
any of these damn platforms. Exactly. So like if, if you see a drop and I'm still consistently hosting, I'm still consistently engaging, but you see the drop, don't think it's me. It could be the algorithm is just not reaching. Like it, it goes deeper than mm-hmm. like the person who's that you hired to like manage. So like, I want to make sure that I'm communicating that to my clients because the last thing I need is for a client to see their, um, their analytics from last year to this year. Um, and then they're like, well, why did this drop or why did this drop? And I'm like, cause it's that platform. Yeah. Um, and it's, this is what's happening. So like, I try really hard when I like each month I try to give them like, here's an update of what's happening in the Facebook and Instagram world so that, you know, like these strategies that we were doing in 2018 are not going to really be like mine or they're not really going to be good in 2020. Right. 2019, even now, you know, things that I was doing earlier this month are not really gonna like be good in this next coming phase. So I feel like there's just no way around it. Like we don't own it and we have to get comfortable with that, which is so uh, exhausting. Oh yeah. And, and I also wonder too, like, okay, what's the, what's the next thing if it's not vanity metric metrics if you will then what is the next what's the best way to sell people on social media and needing social media strategy and marketing because i think some people might go well then if that's the case then i'll just post whatever i want when i want and i'm not going to worry about it and it's like no not necessarily and then in talks of ads i was talking with a former client who's a blogger and she doesn't pay for ads but she's just really good at engaging. Like she doesn't really follow rules like on her Facebook page, for example, it's not just all fashion. She'll post some like memes and stuff like that too, but that's her, it's part of her brand. So she's really good at engaging and commenting and all that stuff. Um, She'll only do ads if it's like with a partnership, which makes sense, you know, because you want to make sure it's maximum reach. So, which is, it's funny that you say that because like, even for Hustle and Socialize, like we have in the two years that we've hosted that conference and have sold out the conference, we've never placed an ad, but Mm -hmm. I did tell Michelle, I said, you know, in our 2020 marketing, while maybe we don't want to, um, still, maybe we don't want to do ads, but I still think we have to think about the traditional marketing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let's get ourselves on those TV shows. Let's oh yeah. Let's get ourselves on podcasts. Let's get ourselves on um, editorial calendars and like mm-hmm. articles. And so I'm thinking like, maybe this is the pivot. Cause I did a poll on my Instagram about like, is, and you, I think you answered it too. Like, um, is, are we just a full digital uh, when it comes to marketing, are we all digital or do you still think that there needs to be like that tra- traditional and digital aspect? And a lot of my audience had said both that yeah. do, that because there are still certain communities that there's like a digital divide and they're like, they don't have that inclusivity. And so they still get their news from like the, the TV, you know, yeah. like that's what they do. Or like they learn about things through flyers or billboards where like, it's like a generational gap, but also at the same time, it's like, well, maybe this is forcing us to think about marketing in a very different way. Yeah. And I always think when I work with clients and I put goals together, I always try like my best to remind them, like the goal is not to get X amount of followers. The goal is not to get X amount of lights. The goal is to bring like traction to your website. Yeah. The goal is to bring people to your event. Mm-hmm. Like 
that's how we measure. And that's why I feel like even with influencers, like I work with influencers and sometimes when I work with clients and I work with influencers, they always go to the number like, Oh, well this person has, you know, 15,000 people. Right. And I'm like, but are those 15,000 people, the audience that you want, you know? And so like, I'm mm-hmm. hoping that maybe this will both this shift will maybe think about vanity metrics and like not thinking about it and mm-hmm. thinking about different ways to market on yeah. social. Yeah. Kind of changed like the change the game plan or like the strategy, which I mean, when are we not, you yeah. know, Instagram, you're always keeping us on our toes. <laughs> I hate it. The other day, I like, I was reviewing my hashtags and I was reviewing like which ones are giving me more engagement via Sprout and like switching them up, creating different hashtag sets. And I was like, I always feel like I have to be one step ahead of them. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Even though like every time I'm like one step ahead, they always go back and I'm like, great, great. Yeah. And you know, it's also interesting because I read a post on, um, in New York Times, so it's kind of related to this, but the article that I read was this girl that they were asking is podcasting dead. And I'm like, well, first of all, for me, I was like, I, I'm now getting into like the hang of like, I just like mine, you have doing it. And I just like, you know what, this is society and culture, because if I'm not talking about branding, I'm talking about things that are kind of, you know, in the, that are, that are out there that people are talking about. I started recapping the Hills, just whatever, Um, (laughs) which I'm going to, I'm actually going to stop doing that, but that's for another, that's for another time. Anyway, but all that to say is, um, but they're asking is podcasting dead. And so it was this girl and her friend, they went to a library, they cover, I mean, they would record their podcast on their phone. It was like iPhone five or whatever, which to me doesn't matter, but after like six episodes they weren't getting casper endorsements and all this stuff they weren't getting the audience and then advertising so they quit it and i'm just kind of like first of all what entitlement do you have when you think like oh because i started a podcast i should have all of this stuff if you're not working hard to do it you know like you have to put in the work and i think when people and i say all of that because i think when people and especially like influencers and smaller brands, like, you know, myself, um, they look at other people and they go, well, this person has, a, you know, 130,000 followers. I'm going to do what they're doing. How come I'm doing, or how come I'm doing what they're doing and I'm not getting that same traction. And there can be so many different reasons. Like you can look at how long they've been on the platform and if they were on the platform when it was chronological order, <laughs> they probably have the upper hand or when it was just iPhone back in those days um then yeah like it it could have been there's a there's a plethora of reasons why people have more followers it has nothing but excuse me at the end of the day it has nothing to do with okay i need to try to get a million followers because if those millions of people aren't buying your product or whatever you're trying to sell then it's no point there was exactly there was another story about a girl who had like, I don't think she had 10 million followers, but she had a lot of followers and Mm -hmm. she released her product and like sold very low units of whatever clothing capsule she had. And she just assumed that because she had all these people on Instagram that she was going to really make bank. And that's not what happened. And I'm like, well, where's your strategy? Yeah. I don't have one. Right. So, 
hopefully, hopefully, this will all kind of be like, hey, we actually have to put strategy into stuff. If that's if that's what you're using Instagram for, like, right, right. Some people yeah. are just posting their cats, and that's fine. I know. I I do feel like you do have to put in the time and the work, and I think that's what confuses so many people. Like I had a former client who was like, "Well, I just want like people to like come to my business," and I'm like, "Well, you need to be posting. Like mm-hmm. you can't just put out one post a week. Like you have to consistently talk to your audience. You have to consistently like." be at the forefront of like their minds and like get into their psychology like their their head and psychology yeah. like there's so much behind it um and so I'm just interested to see if this does pass it like if it if Instagram if it comes out to where it's going to be rolled out here in the U.S. I really want to see what that's going to look like for the industry in terms of influencers but mm-hmm. also like for marketing in general yeah it's I, it'll be It'll be interesting. And then, of course, Instagram will come out with something else. This is what I need Instagram to do, though. And I know you'll agree with me. One, I want the dang music option. Dude, like, why <laughs> don't we have it? I want did it now. Know, did you know that it, uh, Instagram took away the music option from one of the uh, clients that I managed? We had it. We had it. We had it for a good three weeks. And then, all of a sudden... When I went on, it was like the day that it crashed. Do you remember, like, mm-hmm. like recently crashed? So the day that I that it crashed and it came back up, I went to the, you know, I was doing social, and then I go and I was gonna do a gif, and then I noticed like, oh my god, the music sticker's not there, and I keep like updating the app and nothing. So I was like, wow, but yeah, my brand does not have it. I'm just yeah. Like, I wish they would give answers. Like, if it's like, oh, the music app is only for people with personal accounts, fine. Then that's an explanation. But, like, I need to know why I had it and then don't have it anymore and why I can't get it back. Like, it doesn't – it just doesn't make sense. Because on my personal account that I rarely use, I I use my personal account to to look at Bravo Liberties and (laughs) – because I, I know that. what I want to put. I like it's just like what do I want to come up in my explore tag type of thing. So anyway, um, but I have it on my personal, which I rarely use. But I don't have it on my brand, and I I think I have it on my podcast one because it was I I got on it as a personal account, but I recently just switched it, so I don't know. I don't know, but I just wish Instagram would be like this is only for personal accounts because of copyright issues, blah, blah, blah. And if like, which would make sense, you know, right. Kind of, but not really because you can't even post a whole song on Spotify. Right. Exactly. I mean, on Instagram with the whatever. So you're approving these snippets and it's not like if you're an influencer and you're using it as a personal account, you can still work around it. That's dumb. Just give us all the music app. Mm-hmm. Give it to us. I'm pissed. Yes. <laughs> Give it to me. I'm so angry. And I want the swipe up feature because I'm a business. Dude, like I was telling someone that I don't understand why the swipe up feature is only for 10K and above because I was like, there are other businesses, especially smaller businesses that yeah. don't have the capabilities to like get to 10K. Like it would take them forever to get to 10K. Mm-hmm. And I have it on a couple of accounts that I manage 
And I noticed the difference, like how easy it is to get traffic to the person's website or the company's website versus just like saying, oh, click the link in my bio or like go here. It's like, it's insane because it's just like one swift motion. Mm -hmm. Um, You're already on the story. So you don't have to like, you don't have to get out of it, then go to the bio and then swipe up or what have you. Like I have another couple of third party apps, but I realized that if I just created a page for Instagram and just have everything that would like, I would say to swipe right, I mean, like click in bio for, so like blog posts, podcasts, etc. on that Instagram page, it still gives traffic to my website. Uh And so it's like, it's more readily available, Mm -hmm. but it's still annoying. I just feel like at some point, and I, and I understand it's a business decision. They want more people to pay for ads. Like we get it. But to me, it's just like, you, you don't care about the little people. Like yeah. there's so many other people, there's so many other businesses who like have even like 5,000 and they could really like benefit from yeah. that. Um, yeah. But I agree. Like swipe up needs to just, if you're a business account, you should automatically have swipe. Yeah. I, it just I, makes- I just feel like that should be the case. It makes more sense. And I, so I've paid for Instagram ads and I was like promoting like the brand base and some other stuff. And I got it work for you. It's, it's not worth it. You know, like it, to me, it's not like, it's not like those people converted into customers and mm-hmm. you know, I had it where it's like, okay, click to go to this website, but you know, go to the website, right, blah, blah, blah. But uh, you know, to me, it wasn't worth it. I think I spent like $10. I wasn't going to spend more than that. Yeah, like I feel I I only did on my brand. I only did a couple of ads uh, back in twenty at the beginning of twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. and same issue. Never saw anybody. And then I was thinking too, like I really started focusing a lot of my business locally, not so much in the online in like the online yeah. space. Um, in the beginning of my business, that I was doing that, but now I'm definitely like very local. And I was like, well, why am I going to get like these cold traffic and people who live in different cities and countries when I'm really trying to target my local community? So yeah. like, with the ads and stuff, or even like blogging and putting my blogs on Pinterest, I was getting a lot of traffic, but nothing was converting because, you know, those people are not in my community. They're right. not in my immediate sphere. And so that's why I was just like, you know, I don't think these ads are relevant right now because... It's not like I have an opt-in. It's not like I have a course. I'm just like wanting for, and that's why I started focusing more on like networking, referral-based stuff. Like a lot of my mm-hmm. clients are referrals um, and just like building relationships. Yeah. Local relationships um, to really help out that because the ads just, nothing was working. And I was like, I'm wasting my money trying to put out an ad that like when I could really spend my money on a networking event. Right. Someone to connect me to someone, you know? Right. And that's what I started to kind of think about that too. And I actually was thinking about how you were doing it because I was thinking about like your, your workshop and your, uh, not your workshop, your uh, conference Mm -hmm. and how like everything is really local and like kind of centralized to San Antonio and maybe, you know, maybe like surrounding areas, but it's not about this whole like national or worldwide uh, traction. And actually have another friend too that she does a lot of in-person networking and I realized that of course what I want to do with my business I would love to do that on the local area um and I've really been studying kind of like the Dallas economy now 
I live in a suburb of Dallas, but whatever. It's Dallas. Right. Dallas, Dallas is so big. Yeah. yeah. But like, so it's like, okay, what can I do to like network no- locally? What can I do to um, really like put myself in front of those people here? Mm-hmm. And right. I mean, like the brand base, which is kind of the shameless plug, the brand base, <laughs> the brand base is like, it's helping people who are first starting their brands to like, instead of trying to bootstrap and like not have any direction, it's to help them have direction. That's fine. Right. That's online. We can meet on Zoom. We can do whatever. Right. Um, but in terms of like my business and my services, I would rather that be local. So I'm not going to advertise, nest- which I've had some online clients and they're, they've been really great. Me too. My, in the beginning of my business, that's what I was doing. I had a couple of people from like Oklahoma and Florida and Maine and it was yeah. fun. Yeah. But, but I, as, like, I think, I think like pouring back into the community too is also, uh, and I'm sure you kind of can relate to this with San Antonio, like Dallas has seen a, a very interesting shift in audience. Yeah. Um, if people hear Dallas, I think they still think of like the show Dallas, like old <laughs> oil money. And it's so many things are so different, even with like, even with like the baby boomer generation, we, um, I'm not getting super political, obviously, but like in terms of like our immigration, like how we treat immigrants, it's so it's, it's not like, it's very inclusive. Right. And, uh, like one of the coffee shops that they go to, they, they partner with a Methodist church, even though they have their things going on now with LGBTQ community, but they partner with, with the LGBTQ community, uh, that particular church does. And they also do things for like, uh, for immigrants and housing refugees and stuff like that. So all that to, that to say is our audience is shifting and changing and we are about connection and it's a lot more obvious than it was like 10 years ago and like the numbers even show it so I want to be since that's a huge part of my brand I want to be in that and I don't it's like okay yes Instagram is great I tag Dallas in like stuff that I've done for local clients but I really want to be in front of so that's also I guess for a lot of people and like clients that I'll get to brand their strategy especially for social, it's like, what is your goal? Are you trying to be an online virtual coach? Because then we can go there. You know, we can strategize for that. But if you're trying to be local, yes, let's create a strategy for it, but let's make sure your brand has pieces for, first, yes, you need a great website. And then you do need, like, like you were saying, like television or some type of ad space, even if it's in a local paper, which people still do. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's like crazy. Especially if there's, or you know, if you're talking with like networking events and stuff that are local, Mm -hmm. somehow getting on their radar and being like, hey, what's a way to work with you so that we can advertise X, Y, and Z. Right, exactly. So listen, people branding and marketing is always changing this is what keeps us up at night <laughs> it does it does like the other the other night I was just like think I you know we're really getting into uh working 2020 for hustle and socialize and like thinking just changing a little bit of our programming and we we got some really great feedback that we want to implement you know like mm-hmm. the feedback was I always love feedback because it's it's the user experience that you can definitely utilize to create a better experience for them in the next year. Mm-hmm. And I was really thinking about like, what did we do this year in March? I just focused a lot on social. So like now moving into 2020, what am I going to focus other than social? Like, how am I going to get the word out 
now that we're growing and that we're going to, cause we're going to be at a new venue this in 2020, mm-hmm. which means like we're growing, but at the same time, it's like, okay, how can I utilize the, what is already in existence plus that digital component to even like fuse them together and make this like amazing marketing plan. Yeah. And that's what, like, the other night I was just thinking about that. Like, okay, I need to, like, really lay down the strategy already. Like, I really need to piece all this stuff together because the months are going to fly so fast. As, as we've seen. And I think, too, like, it's very, again, you bringing up planning 2020. I think people don't understand. And not because they're dumb. It's just not, not understanding that, like, if you're planning for an event, that you have to plan this in advance, like right. way in advance, especially the bigger the event, the earlier you need to plan. Oh yeah, like one of my clients, we're a huge, huge event, and we're like, as soon as 2019 finished, immediately within a week, we were already in the conference room planning, laying down like social media campaigns for 2020. Mm-hmm. And people are like, the event just finished, and I was like, exactly, that is yeah. why. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, perfect. And, and you can already start planning. And then of course, if there's things that change in algorithm or how things are being reached and you can adapt to it. Yeah. You can adapt to it. You can change it. And I'm curious to figure out as again, I know I keep saying I'm not getting political. I'm not getting deep into it, but like, as we are getting into like closer to the 2020 election, and of course we have interference in social media, like we're already having with the face age, age whatever it's called, um, you know, like how they're not going to do Yeah. They're not going to do it the same way they did it in 2018, 2018, yeah, 2016. They're gonna. They're already planning new ways to do it in 2020, right? And they've right. already started to do it. So how do you? Because if Facebook and Instagram, Facebook, Instagram get it together and they say, okay, we are going to, we're going to have to change this so we can prevent that from happening. Then that's going to trickle down to people's social media plan. Right. And if you wait till the last minute, it's like, oh crap, right. you know. So, right. which. At face, I knew when they, you know, those quizzes that you see people take on Facebook. My mom and dad. <laughs> Every time my mom shares something on Facebook, I'm just like, oh god, oh I'm god. Like, <laughs> I know, right? But I hear that, like, I hear that's rush that that's that's created from like Russians or whatever. I don't know. Yes. But, yes. So I didn't. I took I think one test. Uh huh. Two, and then when I read that, I was like changing the Facebook password. You and, like, he- he downloaded it I like I saw this trend and I was like great here's another trend just like that 10-year challenge oh, yeah. I was like okay and then immediately I thought about it I was like mm, 2020 like it's, my mind is just going right yeah. to that. and then Pete downloaded it and I was like you know it's probably a Russian app or like it's from <laughs> Russian developers and I didn't even like I didn't even read like you yeah. know at that point the articles were not out and he was like yeah it's it is it's probably it but he just like kept playing with it and then like a couple hours later that's when the articles came out and I was like I told you like (laughs) don't trust them I told you it's like that was it is it Vero what was that oh my god Vero (laughs) what was that is that even in existence anymore I googled I remember googling I'm gonna look at my other screen real quick wasn't that 2016 though no it's a little later 
Okay, I was, I was, I'm kind of getting in my conspiracy theories. I was like, is was that 2016? Because, but it was so hard to delete. Like you had to go. I mean, it, it's it was. It looks like, it looks like it's still in existence. True yeah. social. Yeah, I remember what that was all the rage with all these influencers and they were like, or bloggers at the time because they were mm -hmm. bloggers. They not really like had the Instagram stuff yet, but. I just remember all these like gurus and they were like, this is the new thing. This is the best thing. Like it's mm -hmm. going to like wipe out Instagram. And I was Maybe. like, never mind. I don't. Well, and then it was like the whole thing of like the, the developer of the app or the owner of the app, he had a sketchy past and like with like not paying his workers and there's some other crazy stuff that happened so it just kind of trickled down and then trying to delete it you couldn't just go to your account and delete it you had to email somebody and then it took like a I think it took me a week or two for me to delete the app and I was or for them to delete my account I could delete it off of my phone but and like I had to talk to them and I was like they were like so why do you want to leave and I was just like just delete my account like I don't want to feel hostage to an app like I could, I deleted Snapchat after downloading it for two minutes. I don't. Oh, I, I still have it, but I don't use it. Like I just yeah. have it on my phone. It's like extra space. Sometimes I do open the app just to like, cause there are certain people that like, you could tell that they use Snapchat to be a little bit more like raunchy, right? Yeah. Um, instead of their Instagram. And sometimes I like, watch people's stories that I don't I don't you I haven't used it since maybe the beginning of this year I've just been like I have Instagram why am I going to be posting the same content if I'm already like that's just like an extra platform that I don't have time to create content for yeah and like Snapchat is for what's after is it generation Z, Z? I think or, yeah uh -huh. yeah so it's like it's definitely for like the 18 younger ish crowd right. so it's and that's not my target audience so I'm like eh, you know whatever let's <laughs> just yeah. kind of how I feel about it um okay so we were talking about in the because I remember you were talking about systems which was the initial idea and then Instagram did its thing and I was like look I need to get an expert opinion about this okay so there are a lot of lies that we read online. Yeah. Like you need to do this or you need to do that. So I kind of came up with some, but I remember you mentioned something about needing to outsource. It was, it was people wanting to create systems or needing to outsource when they weren't ready, mm -hmm. which I want to add onto like my list of lies. <laughs> So I, that's like this. I think that's the second one I put down. Well, the first one, and I would love your opinion about this. Okay. When people say you quit your day, quit your day job to start your dream. I personally have been like very ugh about that. They're like, leave okay. your nine to five to start your dream. And I've been ugh about that because I guess as somebody who is single, like I need my which I saw. Yeah. And I definitely want to touch on that point because I am a married woman. Yeah. <laughs> who built her business while we weren't engaged, but we were very committed when mm -hmm. we built, when I started building my business. So yeah. I definitely want to touch on that. Um, so when I started my business, actually, I was working like many part-time jobs. Right. I didn't just like quit 
a job to start Social Butterfly Gal. I was actually an assistant to a photographer. Mm -hmm. I was a public relations. Um, so I worked with a public relations consultant to provide social media for her clients. Mm -hmm. um, I was also uh, a part-time uh, PR coordinator for a musical arts center here in San Antonio. So I had like three things going on while yeah. I was doing this while also living with my boyfriend, mm -hmm. um, who's not my husband. But like, I do think there is a, like, and we've even talked about it because there is a difference between being entrepreneurial Mm -hmm. and being an entrepreneur Ooh, say it <laughs> someone can be entrepreneurial like for example pete my husband he is very creative mm -hmm. he edits his own videos he knows how to take photos that doesn't mean he's gonna quit his job you're right you know right. he also has um experience in personal training mm -hmm. he also has experience but that doesn't mean he's going to quit his job yeah. that just means like hey I have these skills that if I wanted to start a side business, I could. Right. If I wanted to, but he has seen my journey and he knows that like quitting his job is not going to be the answer to everything because after viewing, like after literally going through my journey of like, I didn't just quit my jobs that I had. It took like a whole entire year yeah. for social butterfly gal to actually get to the point where I was breaking even. Yes. And then it took another full year to actually get to the point where my, I was actually getting better paychecks. Then yeah. it took another year to finally get to the point where I can, I can get some damn good paychecks and then I can think about hiring. So it doesn't just happen overnight. Like exactly. I've been in business for four years in the beginning part. So like the first six months of my business, that's when I was working like three part-time jobs plus my business. And then six months later, I was able to like fully quit and mm -hmm. devote time. But I did have that extra help yeah. because of my now husband. Yeah. Um, and now both of us are at a point where it was like, damn, now we're knocking on wood. I was like, <laughs> yeah, you know. But I, I did see your, was it a tweet or a post? I can't remember. Was it Facebook? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I did see that. And I do agree with you. Like I do because I, you know, we, we have double income. So yeah. like we, he, we split everything. So like I'm not having to pay everything in full, but I do think about it. How do I, like I live in downtown San Antonio. Rent is expensive. Yeah. And I'm like, if, if I was, if I didn't have someone would I be able to pay for it? Yeah, I could. It would be very, very hard. Like it would be yeah. very, very tight to like fully devote that um, and and be, and live the life that I have. Yeah. So I feel like you have to know the difference between I am an entrepreneur and I am an entrepreneurial thinker because right. they're so it's so different. It's so yeah. different. It's it not. Is. It's not like yeah, I'm entrepreneurial, so I can start a business. Like no, do you like you need to know these things like backup plans, um, saving money, putting money aside, mm -hmm. you know, like I'm so fortunate that I have at least six months worth of rent saved, mm -hmm. like, you know, but that didn't happen overnight. That took like three years to finally get to that point. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of everything. So like, I just picked up adjunct teaching, which I'm pretty excited about because Ooh. Yeah. Um, it kind of happened like on a whim. I was like, okay, just, you know, and, and, and total vulnerable moment. There are, there are always so many times that I'm like, I should just apply for a nine to five, do this on the side, but whatever the universe is doing, whatever God is doing, however people want to see it, like, it's like, girl, no, 
but you have to work. And that I'm gonna is my laptop. I'm gonna say, oh, oh no, no, I completely agree to you that um, picking up other things, like it's so when you're an entrepreneur, you're like, what am I going to do? You yeah. know, like what the hell? Um, no, but yeah, like there are times that I've been like, oh God, I need to like quit my, not quit, but like maybe put this on a back burner because I need to pay rent and I get so much anxiety over money. Um, last night and it was because I was working on another pitch deck that was more involved to like get the local clients and have more details about 512 studio. I was working on that. I don't know what time it was to be honest, but I've been, it's been juggling so many different things. And I'm like, sometimes I'm like, it would be, I feel like I would be a little bit more comforted if I had like a spouse or like, like if I was living with like my boyfriend or something like that. I don't but, and it's also kind of like that extra support too. Like mm -hmm. I can't imagine doing this on my own own. Like yeah. I'm an independent woman and I, on, I was on a podcast last night too. And we kind of were talking about that because one thing that we love about hustle and socialize is how involved husbands are in their mm -hmm. women, in their wives uh, business and like how they just support it. Like hustle and socialize. We have a lot of our uh, speakers whose husbands, like they come and they they record them or they yeah. come and just give them support and I was thinking too about like being like what if I was just like completely single and then did not like what what would that look like in a business because there are moments where I feel like um I get to share these like milestones and moments yeah. and like Pete is a great help when I have a client event and I don't have right now an assistant, which I'm working towards, right? But like, he's sort of like my assistant. So if I need to get extra, you know, like if I am on social and I need still photography, he's going to help me on the yeah. photography end. So I think about that too. And I'm just like, it is, I can't imagine though, like, I can't imagine what it would look like if I didn't have him part of my brand, I guess. Yeah. Um, no, I think there, and it's, it's always an integral part of like, the people that support you are kind of an integral part of your brand, whether or right. not they're on the payroll or not. You know what I mean? And like I, one of my other good friends, her husband, um, I mean, she's, she's very much an independent person. Like whether she has two kids, she's married, she's very independent in and of herself. And so I never, I never say that. And I think I've been kind of hesitant to speak out about that because I don't want it to seem like, oh, all of my friends who are married who have their own businesses are not real entrepreneurs. They don't know the real struggle because that's not true. They still go through all of the ups and downs in starting their business and, and everything else. But I do kind of look at it and go like, if I had like, if I had a spouse that could just like cook dinner for me when I don't feel like when I forget to eat, cause I don't feel like eat, like, I don't feel like yeah. cooking anything or like yeah. be my quote unquote Instagram husband or boyfriend, yeah. or whatever. Like that would be, <laughs> that would be so great <laughs> to have, or like not really panic about money because whatever, you know, I don't know. There's yeah. this, there are certain things though that I think about. And I think there's one person that commented and, and she, she didn't mean any harm, but I think she thought I meant like, has been in her like her business and I was like no 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 but I just mean like support in general right. when right. It's like this is stupid why am I doing this kind right. of thing. Right. so yeah I don't know. but like when it comes to like people quitting their nine to five to start their dream I'm just like that is not financially responsible nope. like make it a goal and I've said this in like another podcast but like 
make it a goal if you want to leave. I, and I understand having that entrepreneurial spirit, right? But yeah. like, if you really want to do it, you're going to have to sacrifice some nights. That means not going to happy hour you know, or like sacrificing weekends to really dedicate, which I don't advocate for necessarily, but like I do. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> in, in the beginning of my business, I think I was very, um, I was in that like online entrepreneurial world where I felt like I had to work every weekend. And mm-hmm. like, if I, if I didn't work, I felt really guilty. And now I'm at a point, some clients like some clients do have events that unfortunately like I do have to sacrifice a couple of weekends for, but it's like, to me, it doesn't seem like work. But what I do is I try to at least leave one full day in the weekend to dedicate to like not doing any work. Yeah. And then on Sunday, um, because it's like kind of like preparing for the week. Mm-hmm. If I feel like, you know what, on Sunday, I'm going to make my to-do list. And that's the only thing that I'm working on. Then yeah. I'll do it. But I feel like everything else has to be during the week because um, unless like sometimes where sometimes Pete will will have to work um, mm-hmm. on a Saturday. And I actually like that because I'm like, okay, if you have to work, then I can get a couple of things done. And then it just like helps me. But I've really tried my best to like not, not, be the way I was in the beginning of my business where I was like, well, if I'm not like doing work, yeah. And like even taking vacation, like we booked a trip to Disney world (laughs) for August 5th. That's Um, exciting. And we're going for, you know, um, it's like five days. Like we're going from Monday through Friday, but then, you know, this year we went to Miami. And so like, I'm trying to understand like Christina, it is okay to take some breaks like mm-hmm. you need to have a break because if you go 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 you're gonna burn out oh my gosh that burnout is real too and you're not gonna have creativity to actually think about strategy yeah right? and so I'm trying my best to find those pieces in the full year like that's the thing is like you don't have your typical vacations like yeah whenever you want so I'm trying to figure out like in that full year where are the pockets that I need to take that I need to take time so if I'm about to hit into a busy season then that means I need to carve out that time because I'm not gonna have time when I'm in my busy season yeah I see it I see it a lot in that way yeah and that's a lot of time management too like it's it's like this week has been really weird. Like my sleeping has been really weird and like just appointments that have come up and stuff like that. So I'm not working during the day necessarily, like when quote unquote everyone else is working or when you're supposed to be working. But I was actually talking about this in therapy one day that I feel like I feel really weird when I'm not working normal hours because then I don't feel like I'm working. And she was like, do you make a list of everything you do? And I was like, well, I just started to do that. And she's like, look on your list and look at everything you've done for the day. Like, yes, people make to-do lists of things they need to do, but look at the stuff that got done. And so I did that. And I was just like, damn, I did a lot of stuff today. And yeah, it was like maybe midnight. And I don't rec- I do not recommend people staying up to midnight. But I kind of yeah. do thing with like, if my body says like, you need to sleep an extra hour or you need to go to like I just follow it instead of fighting it because it works better and I can do that now I'm not sometimes, gonna be able to do that in late August but and sometimes I feel not guilty but there are some times where I get done with my work like I write my to-do list and sometimes I like I work really great and I get done with my work by three and I'm like 
if, do I need to continue? Like, can I pack up my things and go? Like, <laughs> is it weird? Like yesterday I, I got done with everything by three thirty, and I was just like at the coffee shop and I was like, okay, well, if I got done with everything, like, could I just pack up my things and go? And then I was like, Christina, you work for yourself. Like you, yeah. you do whatever you want, girl. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's not that whole, like, Oh my God. I remember, um, one job I was at and I would get done, especially on Fridays, I would get done with everything. And it just happened to be that that week, my, my old boss wasn't there until Friday, which I'm like, why would you come in on a Friday? Just come in Monday, but whatever. So like she wasn't there and she was the type of boss that like would wonder why things weren't getting done, but she kept like asking, like kept interrupting you about trivial things that didn't matter. And it's like, let's just talk about all of this in the morning. Anyway, all that to say is I got done with all of my stuff on Friday because I'd worked so hard during the week. And then it was just like, but it was too early to leave. And so it was like, I had to like ask permission and like the stuff that I needed to work on the next week wasn't done because of the way our marketing department was set up. So it was like, well, I'm done and I've done the task. And I leave. And and so it's so weird because you're like thinking, can it, you're asking permission if you can leave. Yeah. When I'm like, girl, (laughs) you can can totally do it, you know? Um, So yeah. The next one is you need to outsource everything you do so that you can be successful. Now I wrote this kind of jumbled so I'm going to explain a little bit to listeners I know you know where I'm coming from so for people who don't follow Christina on Instagram which is a shame and you should um (laughs) she made a really good point about wanting to outsource or yeah and wanting to outsource tasks and like not being ready and people are just not ready to do it but I've also read that I've read people say like outsource all the things you don't want to do so you can focus on the things you want to do. And I'm like, I feel like there's more in that, you know, like there's more. So I'm going to let you take that part. (laughs) I was listening to this podcast like two, three weeks ago, which is why I had put like my journey. I wanted people to know like where I'm at in my journey because I've met so many quote unquote, like friends Mm -hmm. uh, in the business who love to give unsolicited advice about where I'm at in terms of like hiring teams, which they don't know. They just like automatically assume that that's my next step. Right. I work like by myself, right? I don't have teams. I do contract out for certain things, but it's not a consistent, like I have employees Yeah. and I don't have that at the moment because I do think about is that what I need or is that just going to be an expense that doesn't really need, like I have invested in Dubsado and invested in um, MailChimp and invested into like other systems. And that's what the podcast was saying. The podcast was saying like, before you ever think about outsourcing or contracting out or like hiring someone, think about, is that going to solve my problem? Or maybe do I need to invest in a system? That's right. going to help me, which is so true. Like with Dubsado, you do your contracts, your invoicing, and your, um, like, it's just like project management Trello, right? They use yeah. all that stuff. But I don't, all I had to do was devote one Saturday to mm-hmm. create my contract, to get it reviewed by an attorney, um, to create like my uh, my funnel, like my sales funnel, right? Or like my workflow 
-hmm. and then automate it. And so now when I get an inquiry, I don't have to do anything other than just hit send because it's already created. I didn't need to hire someone to do all that for me. I just devoted one time. And even though I spent a lot in time, I saved myself money because all I had to do was just do dedicate like four hours to create all these things. And now it's just there. And Mm. when, now when I get something like yesterday, I, I, um, I got a speaking engagement for November. So she was like, you know, send me your contract. I know I'm really excited. Mm -hmm. Send me your contract, send me your invoice. And because I had everything already done, it literally took 10 minutes for me to create the new project in Dubsado and then send everything out. So I think like certain things like that um, are okay. Like you don't need to hire. I also think you, you need to hire the right person. Like you can't just be like, okay, well I'm at a point where I need an assistant. Let me hire an assistant because certain people don't mesh well with others. Same thing with like my clients and influencers. Mm -hmm. We, I source out a lot of influencers and I get a lot of influencers to work with me, but there's different personality types that now working with influencers moving into 2020, I am going to be very particular about which ones that I mesh with greatly because I don't want to work with an influencer who has um, a a personality trait that like doesn't mesh well with my work ethic right because at the end of the day these influencers that I'm contracting out to work with my clients is a reflection of my brand and my client's brand exactly I need to like work with the great like the right people and so that's why like for me I stopped listening to people about what I need to do with my journey because I'm like my journey is different from your journey if you have a team that's great. Yeah. I am figuring out, you know, how can I make things, how can I do things more efficiently so Mm -hmm. that I'm not wasting time? Like I've, I've noticed that like, it's funny you said the podcast world may be dying. I think blogging is dying. Oh, me too. Instead of spending so much of my time blogging every month, I may do one a month. And just to keep that SEO going on my website, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to work smarter. So like on my content, instead of um, scheduling every week, I'm going to devote my Mondays to schedule out for three weeks so that Mm -hmm. all content is created and everything's good to go and everything's scheduled. So it's just like more, more working smarter and like not having to like spend so much time on specific tasks because I can tell you like, my assistant that I eventually hire, it's going to be for a couple of hours. Like I don't need to devote a whole entire salary to this person because I don't, I don't have an agency, you know, like a lot of the clients that I work with, they want me to do their social. They don't want my assistant or like, so it's not like I have a person devoted to a specific client account. Yeah. Um, And I'm transitioning more to like thought leadership. So I feel like, when you're ever you're thinking about outsourcing, like write yes, write down like what you like, what what takes the most time, but don't feel like every single task needs to be outsourced. Right, right. Learn how to do it better. Yeah, and that's a, that was another thing that mm, you hit a good point about like hiring an assistant because I was telling I was telling my friend a couple of days ago like I know what I want to focus on with Five Twelve Studio. And I do want to get back into, I'm working on getting back into photography now, which has been really great. Yeah, it's been really great. And again, it's that partnering with, you know, local businesses, but I do want a workspace, but I'm trying to, I'm not just going to go to one particular workspace or another, you know, just because 
you know, I, my needs are that I want a photography studio or a space that can be used as a photography studio in the workspace that I'm in because it doesn't make sense to pay a certain amount every day and then like, oh, I also need to pay for photography space. Like it, right. I want to kill two birds with one stone, if you will. But also right. on the assistant part, I need somebody that's going to help like keep the brand of 512 Studio up and going. And so I don't have these like five gaps of not posting on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, because I've been busy with clients. Because right. it's not laziness. It's, it's, I've been busy with clients, so right. I don't have time. But yeah, I'm not trying to make a career for somebody to be an assistant. It's like out of 512 Studio. I plan on keeping it small. Um, there are people like my friend is a, she's a communication specialist, but she does a lot of copywriting for stuff. So we're not trying to merge our brands together by any means, but it's okay. I have a client that has a website that needs a website built, but she doesn't have copy. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. I know somebody that does yeah. really great copy and yeah. it's without a question. I don't have to question what she thinks about a certain audience or whatever else because our our views align well together so our personalities are a great match we complement each other in our style both you know how we approach our business and just how we run it so let me ask this person she's kind of like my go-to we're forming that partnership but she has her business i have mine we're not combining llc's we're not doing anything like that and i don't I kind of feel like you do. I don't want to build this big like brand agency. I want you to have your own projects. I want you to do you. But if I need a videographer, hey, I know somebody that's a great videographer. I can do creative direction on it. He can do the shots. We can work together with you. It'll be great. Yeah, you know? I feel the exact same thing. So, yep. and I, I hope maybe businesses are going that way. It's not going to impact me if they are or not, but I kind of feel like it's less about building this huge like corporation empire, however you want to, however people want to say it. And it's like, let's just connect with artists so that they can have their own autonomy, but build great partnerships. I feel like that's where we're going. Yeah. So. I, and I feel that way too, even with hustle and socialize as well. I mean, as we, as we continue to grow and as we continue to partner with specific people that are key partners in helping us grow this conference, I, I do feel that way. I mean, and I've gotten a lot of advice from like people who own agencies mm -hmm. and there was a, a, a woman here that owns a really great um, digital marketing agency. And she was like, if I could do it all again, I probably wouldn't have built, like I probably wouldn't have had employees. I would have just stuck as like a strategist or a consultant um, mm -hmm. because it's, it's more pressure. Um, and it's like, you know, knowing, knowing the finance part, knowing the tax part, knowing like benefits, mm -hmm. like there's like more layers to like learn versus just like doing the work. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. It's, I don't want to figure out health benefits and 401ks. I don't want to, like, I just, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to, I honestly would rather, I'd rather, I'd rather pay like an intern if I needed like a design intern. I'd rather pay a design intern for the summer and we can work on a project together and then you go what? off and do your own thing. And like, <laughs> and that's the thing. And so a lot of people have asked me, you know, like you always, when I put that post, I got like three or four people to respond like, well, why don't you get an intern? And I was like, cause I don't have time to teach an intern. Yeah. I need someone who knows how to work Dubsado, how to work Trello, how to work Sprout. Like I don't have time to be teaching a student because yeah. right now 
my my job is to get shit done. Yeah. And like like teaching, like I I would expect to ever I would rather invest the money into someone who knows how to do it and that can be a part of my growing team and not say, well, you know what? Unfortunately, I can only work for three months in an internship and then they leave to their college because yeah. I, I want someone to work with me. That's also true. Thing, you know? And so yeah. like that's, and also I have personal experiences being a five-time intern <laughs> where nothing, nothing came about those internships. Mm-hmm. Experience, yeah. But like, the, the connections that I made didn't really factor into my social media job, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that's why, like, I have this, like, thing about internships. I'm like, okay, well, that's my opinion. <laughs> I was a five-time intern, literally. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. And, and also for me, because I'm going really into, like, the direction and strategy of everything. I mean, I still get the website designing inquiries, and I still do them. And I enjoy them because I've, I've decided how I'm going to go about it. But I do want to eventually, like, if I could have, if I'm, if I'm doing both logo, like the branding development and the design aspect of it, and then we need a website as well, I'd rather, I want to help that like timeline of getting stuff out to the, to the person. So there's a lot of different ways and, and things that I can, I can strategize with it. And I, I with, I'm with you on the intern. Like if I get an assistant, I want an assistant or when I get an assistant, I want an assistant that, like you said, knows all of these things. I don't have to help teach you. Um, I am not, and this is probably really weird as a designer for me to say, but I'm just going to say it. I don't think you have to know Photoshop in order to get some of the like basic design graphic needs that I need done. Um, if you know it, great. Love it. Thank you so much. But Canva has really stepped up their game in like basic design like materials and I can upload my templates. So right. I've done that. I've, I've created my templates. I can upload it and say, this is like the graphics that we use, put them in a folder, you know, let's create something for social, blah, blah, blah. And I think that helps too, because then you're not having people, Photoshop is getting, from a design point of view, I like it. It's getting a little bit more complex because now there's artboards and all that stuff. I like that as someone working on projects. I don't want to overwhelm an assistant being like, but hey, if you know Photoshop and you want to work on it, fine. There's an option. But Canva will do everything that I need you to do for me yeah. in terms of graphic promotion for social media on my end. Right. Um, I don't need you to do a lot of graphic stuff. It's more about the scheduling and yeah. how are we going to repurpose this content. Uh, yeah. Just there's a lot more stuff than heavy design that I would want from an assistant. So for sure, for sure. You know, um, and then one of the other ones that I had was, and I, I'm actually a little nervous about this one. Okay, because we're both like social media. You're you're more of a social media strategist, but I would love to know your opinion about one of the lies that I've heard people say is you don't need a website because we have social media now. Nope, you still need a website. <laughs> okay, good. We both agree. <laughs> yeah, still need a website. And you know why? Even though people don't read, it's true. People don't read. Like, I, I, I have to answer. Like, for example, I'm going to give an example. Uh, on our website for our conference, we literally have, like, the agenda. We have all the details. And we were getting messages, like, two weeks before. Well, we're, like, I don't see an agenda. And I'm like, it's on our website. Go to our website. Like, 
I, I understand social is like the first thing that you go to and mm -hmm. there's no post about it, but we clearly say in all of our posts, the agenda is on the website. <laughs> you can physically type in our URL. Um, I still think that like websites are very um, needed. I think I went to social media week in Austin in February, which I can't wait to go back. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about more websites moving into like motion graphic type in action websites because Gen Z is having, um, Gen Z doesn't, they can't concentrate for a long period of time. They need something that's going to like stimulate the brain. And so more websites are going into like motion style to where it's more interactive, like, um, not AI type, right. Or yeah, AI. Um, but like more of that type where it's like, um, there's motion and like, it's more, it answers the questions like an Alexa would. Mm -hmm. um, I do feel like the websites are like your hub of the information of what you are putting on your channels. But to say you don't need a website is like, no, you need one. Yeah. 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 Because I remember when Instagram was down and of course this is when all of it, cause I did it too. But when Instagram was down and we were like, this is why you need a website because you're not in control of your own content. And then a couple of people got mad about it. And I'm like, well, you can't get mad about something that that's true. <laughs> like yeah. you need you know, a website. Now when Instagram goes down, sometimes it doesn't even phase me. Like I have some like friends in the industry who are like, Oh my God, Instagram is down. What are we going to do? And I'm like, you know what? I've gone to the point where I'm like, we don't own it. Yep. So luckily my other clients have different channels that I can talk to. Like that one time when Facebook and Instagram were down at the same time, a couple of my clients had Twitter. So I was like, awesome. But I also have to remember that they can leave us at any moment, at any time. And that's why it's important to have that newsletter, even though I have like a bone to pick about newsletters sometimes, but have a website, have a newsletter, like have these different channels that you can talk to your audience because if for some reason Instagram does go down, mm -hmm. you're going to need a backup to talk to your audience. Yeah. So, and even just like information, like on the conference, there's, there were so many things that did not fit in Instagram talking about the conference. So we had to email our attendees. We had to put things on our website. We had to reference things back to our website. So that's why like, if we had no website for the conference, that would be so dumb, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And funny that you mentioned newsletters because I swear on everything, I have every intention on bringing back my newsletter. Every single intention. But Me when too. it comes to the priority list, it's just not there. My, my, my priority list is, you know, getting my business out there, like locally, of course. And I'm working on a couple of other things. And like now I'm about to start teaching and then... A newsletter is just not, I mean, I don't even blog. I mean, luckily I've been very smart in that a lot of my topics are evergreen. So I just remove mm -hmm. the, I date. remove the date and I just kind of share it. Everything is pretty like That's how smart. the, what you need to do to build a style guide for your brand. That is so That's smart. Ever that's evergreen. You know, mm -hmm. it's, I have some stuff that's timely. I don't really post it that much, but that was kind of the best decision I made, even though I wanted to go in a new direction with my blog. And now I'm like, but you don't have time to do that. But I want to, but people aren't reading blogs like they used to um, for a plethora of reasons. So, and I'm putting energy and focus into like the podcast, not to necessarily make money, which right. like though, listen, Casper, 
you want to sponsor this post, I mean, this podcast, by all means, if a, if a production or if a producer wants to pick up this podcast and give me some studio time with the real, the headphones, and I'm good with it. All that to say is, you know, it's not like my main priority, but it's a new way for me to get content out there because I can speak it. We can have a conversation. It flows, blah, blah, blah. But newsletters, I'm just like, in case you missed all of this, okay, bye. So like, and maybe that's just what it is. It's just a recap from a dedicated fan base. Right. Exactly. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we just brain something, brainstorm something. <laughs> New out there. Oh my gosh. Okay. So good. We agreed that like. You need a website. You need a website. And that's that. Stop relying on social media to be your everything. The thing though that I've hated, I've disliked about Twitter though, is on the Twitter app uh, and like the actual website, it's not the latest first. It's like, what you think you might be interested in and I'm you know like you can you know you can yeah it was like you can change yeah. Uh, yeah you can change it but like I just want that to be a default yeah like, like remember Facebook. remember oh my god oh like my Facebook god. most recent or top posts and I'm yeah. like most recent yeah I don't, uh, want, I don't want top posts because what if I miss something super important on Facebook which right. I mean, chances are and then like moving into video creation I know that's a big thing, but I'm like, I, I just don't have the like bandwidth mm-hmm. to create video. Photos are so much easier because there's now it's all saved in my Dropbox, which is connected to my phone oh, and yeah. I can connect it to, you know, my, my Instagram scheduler mm-hmm. and that's it. But now video, yeah. huh, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. <laughs> there's just so much that we have to do why no I'm kidding whatever I guess it's all part of our goals and for sure okay well this is a great talk this was so fun thank you so much for having me back on of course plug yourself and where you are and all that all right I am Christina social media strategist based in San Antonio you can find me on uh, Instagram at the social butterfly gal and on Twitter at Christina SVG and on my website, thesocialbutterflygal.net. I hope y'all got all of that. All of that information will be in the like description. So go follow her. She's a genius at what she does. <laughs> so no, there are so many mental notes that I was taking. I was like, oh, I do need to do that this weekend. This is actually going to be my work weekend. So it'll be, Ooh, it'll be um, marathons of interventions. Because if it, as if the world isn't sad enough, let's watch Intervention. Um, For real. <laughs> For real. But I think the thing with that is, like, there's a happy ending. Well, sometimes. Sometimes. There's a happy ending. So I'm like, okay, well, they got better, you know. So I try to, like, that's my little light. There's a conclusion. That's just how I feel about it. Or I'll rewatch Vanderpump Rules, whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>